Hey, here we are this afternoon. This is old Judy Duke, and we're here this afternoon on Local Matters with uh, two folks that I've known for a number of years, uh, Mr. Jim and Joanne White. Welcome to Local Matters. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome. I talk to fascinating and interesting people, and you are certainly both fascinating and interesting, maybe a little bit on the weird side, but (laughs) aren't we all? (laughs) I do appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I wanted you to come together uh, to talk uh, this afternoon because you're such a team. Uh, I do know that um, Jim was born and raised here in Cookville, but now Joanne, I hate to say this, but you're one of those Yankees uh, from Michigan, right? That's right. Uh, I hate that for you, honey. But you've been here uh, in the South here with, with old Jimbo, and I do call him Jimbo, and he allows me to do that. Don't ask me why I call him that, but I do. Uh, but you uh, have been here long enough that we we take you in as uh, one of ours. Jim, I've, I've had your sister on my program, uh, Jita Rose and um, Jita McMillan, and uh, you come from an old, old family in the Upper Cumberland area, and our program goes out over the whole Upper Cumberland, the, the Paris family. And uh, I, I heard something from Jita that uh, I really didn't know. And I know that you all took a trip here this fall, not too long ago, uh, when your uh, uncle died. Uh, and he was uh, quite a distinguished military man, a colonel, I think. Yes. I know. I know you went to uh, Arlington. Uh, family, the whole extended family. I guess a, a lot of the extended uh, Paris family uh, uh, went. Uh, he was a Vietnam veteran, and you are too. Yes, correct. He was also a Korean War veteran. Yes, uh, he. But you, you were simply. Uh, well, I don't know. You only went to the Vietnam War, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> your uncle was also uh, a pilot? Yes, he was. Okay. How much of an influence? I know you were a pilot, and if you want to see Jim White's flight suit, it's in the Cookville History Museum. Boy, you know you're getting old when you got and They got stuff of mine in there, too, Jim. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> when I was little, like kindergarten, uh, Houston was a, a brand new lieutenant in the Air Force, flying jets, and went to Korea. And I remember my brother and I—I I don't know if they still use those anymore—the old kindergarten uh, notebooks with the Ooh. big lines in them and the big pencils. I think. Well, I don't know if they do anymore or not. We, Things we have used, changed. We so. used to write, you know, the one-page letter to Uncle <laughs> Hubie. <laughs> which started, I think, because when we were little, we couldn't pronounce Houston. <laughs> uh, his Air Force people knew him as Dan because that was his first name, is Daniel Houston Paris. And, okay. Uh, yes, I always admired him. And when he would come to visit, they would land at the old Seward Air Base that's Smyrna Airport now. Uh, and when he was coming in, we'd, we'd know the day he was coming, but his arrival time was announced when he did a low pass over the house. Oh, really? And, and you knew that that we, was Uncle Hubie going over? Oh, he would come in oh, low enough fun. with his oxygen mask off that he would, if we were outside at the right time, he would roll up on one wing and wave at us. And oh, we, what a great there, memory. That was only going to happen once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we knew to go to Smyrna and pick him up. Oh, uh, fun. But I, I admired him from the time I was old enough to know until the time that he died. 
He's one of the great heroes. That's fabulous. Were you drafted or did you join? Both. Both. Uh, <laughs> I had graduated from Tech and along with Bill Cameron and uh, Rankin Bennett had applied for law school at UT. And um, my draft notice came before my acceptance to law school. Ooh. And so uh, I took it to the Air Force recruiter because I'd already taken the test for Air Force because that was going to be one of the options. Uh, and held that up and said, is that what I think it is? And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, can you beat it? And he said, sure. Sign <laughs> right here. So I wound up going into the Air Force and send, he sent a notice to the draft board that I was no longer available. Oh, well, that was great. That was to your advantage. Yes. Because you, you wanted to be in the Air Force. I did. Because of Uncle Hubie, probably. Yes. That's great. And I think you met Joanne. In the Air Force. In yeah. the Air Force. Uh, Were you in the Air Force, too? No, I was a Department of Defense teacher, California teaching, and met some ladies that had been Department of Defense teachers. And, and you had a degree in education. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I applied and was <clears throat> assigned to Misawa Air Base in Japan. Oh, my word. So you all didn't even meet in the States. No. no. That's where I was sent to Masawa after finishing my first tour in Thailand, and I wasn't really thrilled about that. So I got this consolation prize. (laughs) Uh, You came home with a girl. People used to ask, and we said the short version of that story is we met in Japan, we got married in Hawaii, the kids were born in England, and are retired in Texas. I love it. What a great story. Yeah, y'all been married how many years now? Forty-six. Forty-six. Ah, Dwight and I've got you beat by a year. We've been 47, going on 48 this year. You'll be going on 47. Wow. Uh, well, Jim, you know, that's my era, too, and Joanne. I mean, we're we're similar, or close to the same age. Uh, you all may be a smidgen older, but not much. And uh, so uh, you went to Vietnam in what year? Uh, that my first trip over was in 1969. First trip, so you did two tours. Back again in '72. Oh wow! And y'all were married then. And one of the tech professors wrote a book. That's right. And he interviewed you as a wife of a a serviceman. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read the book that you shared with me. How close did you come to meeting your maker, Jim? We don't like to talk about that. I'm uh, sure you don't. The the one there's two that stick in my mind. One of them was over Laos, and uh, we were flying a, an escort mission for a gunship. It mm-hmm. was called Spooky, and uh, our our job was to take out the guns when they shot back at the Spooky. Ooh. So uh, when we did that, uh, uh, the weapon deliver is a dive pass, dive bomb pass. Kind of not really like the ones you show you see in the World War II movies, but similar to that. But anyway, uh, so in order to drop a weapon on a gun, you have to fly down its barrel, and that makes their aiming solution simple. Boy, really! And so when they fire off seven rounds, and they're coming at you, they sort of spread out, and we. Flew in between all seven of those bullets. Oh, my word, Jim. And the other one that uh, was remarkable was 
over North Vietnam. And in 1972, for those who didn't live back then, uh, we were going back uh, to North Vietnam after like a three-year hiatus in the bombing of the North, which is a whole other story that you don't have time for. <laughs> but, we'll have you back. But um, we were flying a, an escort mission again, this time covering for the other fighters that were dropping bombs in North Vietnam. And on our egress, we came out at low altitude because that meant the surfaced air missiles couldn't get you. But mm. there was a, a particular kind of machine gun that they had. It was called a ZPU, and it was a four-barrel, 20-caliber, um, 50-caliber. And it shoots a really high rate of fire. And I remember when you see the tracers come over your wing and you go, break right they're firing at us and uh, and the other guy in the airplane says we can't because there's tracers coming over the left wing mm. too mm. so we just had to fly straight ahead and go down because they were going over the wing so you descend uh, so they keep going over the wing and well, out, outrun them wow i know that i'm thankful that god saw fit to uh and the whole upper cumberland is is thankful that he saw fit to bring you back to us because Jim and Joanne both uh, are the supreme volunteers in our community. And I say that in all honesty because I have experienced the, the benefits of your willingness to help and volunteer in many different areas. Jim, I, you're quite a carpenter man, jack of all trades. Uh, not only can you fly a jet, but you can yeah, build so many different things. Joanne, you have to hear this. Joanne and Jim built a, a fourth of a log cabin, I guess you would say, uh, for the Cookville History Museum. And that thing, I don't care if a tornado hits the Cookville History Museum, that one's going to still stand. I stripped, stripped the logs themselves, uh, actually stripped them, did the research on the chinkin, and uh, did it, and then he built us a, a little uh, a fireplace uh, in this cabin, and he built us a, a, a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, looked like there was a fire in that fireplace all the time, out of logs. Yeah. Something else. Pretend burnt logs. Pretend burnt logs. <laughs> and now I know that you are volunteering. You volunteered uh, or helped uh, Joy McCaleb and, and uh, Baxter. Uh, for many years uh, with a high school, a theater department, drama department there, building sets for her shows and probably a lot of other stuff. And now you're out at the Cookville High School. You've been over at the Cookville Performing Arts uh, helping there. Um, you're just quite the man when it comes to building sets. And I know you're always into something. You have a beautiful home, Jim and Joanne do, um, down on Center Hill Lake. But Jim's always got a project going and uh, he shares his talents here in this area. So if you need a log cabin built called Jim, he'd probably volunteer to come do it for you. Public service announcement. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing um, uh, singing in the singing, singing in the in rain, the rain. This, this spring in Cookville High School. That's right. Singing in the rain. Talking uh, this afternoon with Jim and Joanne White, uh, two of the best. Uh, two of the best volunteers, two of the finest people I know. We'll be right back here in just a minute. We're back here now with Jim and Joanne White. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. Uh, we've been talking about 
flying missions over Vietnam with Jim and and uh, uh, Joanne, that uh, his uh, his great wife. Now I know you're just as much a volunteer, Joanne, as Jim. Uh, I even know that you you won a state award for your incredible volunteerism. Uh, uh, you volunteered, both of you volunteered at the Children's Museum. You volunteer at the uh, Performing Arts Center here in Cookville. You volunteered, Joanne, and I think you got an award uh, through the Cookville History Museum. I did. Uh, Tennessee Association of Museums awarded you with a Volunteer of the Year um, Last year, I believe, wasn't it? I, I yes, think so. I think so, and well deserved. Thank you, uh, Joanne. Knows more about the Cookville History Museum than any director there, or administrator, or manager, or general flunky that's ever been over there, uh, because she cataloged and put in a, a computer in in the computers there every artifact that's in storage as well as uh, being shown on the floor so what a monumental task took you how many years well it took me about 12 years to do that when judy asked me to do that in the first place i had no idea what a collections manager did at a museum (laughs) judy didn't either she just knew she needed you to do something (laughs) so i read the book and i figured it out and i remember the day that i figured it out i said oh yeah (laughs) Um, And I have put all of the artifacts that have been dumped into the storeroom onto the computer, along with pictures. They were all numbered. And you can find every single thing in the storeroom about 99.9% of the time. We have lost a few things. But But it's amazing. And, and, you know, we have a, a we're fortunate to have the museum, but it's not big enough. And there's so many things that are in storage, unfortunately, then maybe one day um, uh, people, other people will recognize Joanne's great talent. She's one of those, and I hate to use the word anal, but you are, and I you am, know absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And she's the type that can, she's tenacious, and she will sit there at that computer, and she will get it done. And I would have shot everybody in the building, including myself, if I had to do something. I am not that kind of an individual. They gave so. me a little table with a computer and put it way back in the corner, and they don't come anywhere near me no. for fear I'll give them a job. You're exactly right. And sometimes you give them, uh, give them jobs anyway, and rightly so, rightly so. But as I've been saying in this whole interview, you, you both are such wonderful volunteers, Um What's the most fun you've ever had in in volunteering? I work at the bookstore at the public library, Putnam County Library. You started it. Let's let's not be. I did. I did start it, and I I claim to be the manager, although (laughs) it's an unofficial title. No money involved. No money involved Mm -hmm. at all, but a lot of reward. Um, We open the store on the first Saturday of every month. And then we opened it again. Now, let's let's um, let our listeners know that people can come in there and purchase books for ooh, 50 cents, little or nothing. Yes. the hardbound it's, a, it's a fundraiser for the library. It is. The hardbound books are $2 and the softbound books are $1 and the paperbacks are 50 cents. And since I was an elementary teacher, all of the children's books are 25 cents. <laughs> um. I really like going in there and organizing the books and putting them on the shelf. And I've got some wonderful volunteers that come in and help. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the coolest thing that I do. And we make a good amount of money that all goes to the 
public library system. You know, I have, I've, uh, since I've been retired, I've come to the, the realization that everybody's not cut out to be volunteers. They're just not. Uh, you have to have a certain kind of personality, uh, and you all have it, whatever it is, uh, love for your fellow man, love for uh, projects that you think are good. Um, but tell me, what, what makes a good volunteer? I think that's the love of what you're doing knowing that you're making a difference, and you have to like doing it. If you don't like doing it, it's it's just blah. Just you feel like the same work. way? Yeah, yeah it it's becomes just, work. If you don't enjoy it, it's just like work. But you and enjoy working with the students, building sets for right. plays. Yeah. and Yeah. That's, uh, again, it's, you, speaking of the two things you like, uh, I really enjoyed my time at Upperman High School working with Joy because you know she's she's been out uh where is it california went to the rose bowl yeah went to the rose bowl didn't you <laughs> with uh, a bunch of girls you go joy yeah and former students yeah um, but that was the thing is being around the kids and 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 having a, a positive impact there everybody had to have an art credit and not everybody's an artist isn't that the can't truth? sing can't dance can't act can't play an instrument uh, and set building gave a lot of kids an outlet an opportunity they wouldn't have otherwise gotten and learn stuff yeah you know and had particularly the girls i really enjoyed that would be afraid of a miter saw when they walked in the door and adept at it by the time they left uh, that's great and that in, that in, uh, impact on the kids and of course they have an impact on you too absolutely uh, you know the Ninety-nine percent of them are, are just wonderful people, and you get to know and these young people, and it it kind of restores your faith. And you know, the planet really isn't going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it uh, looks like it is sometimes, maybe, but you know that uh, that was really cool. But it's I know that that both of you in 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 what I know of your volunteerism is your influence on those around you, those young people. It's fabulous, you know. I mean, you're they're an influence on you, and but you are on them. You're the kind of adult that they need in their lives, many of them. So that's that's a good thing. Talking today with Jim and Joanne White, volunteers extraordinaire and uh, just all around very wonderful folks. Um, glad you're with us here this afternoon. Um, when you get to be up. Close to our age, which is, we won't talk about some 70 something, but we won't say that on the air. Um, most of us have maybe a bucket list or things that, you know, we really would like to do before we meet God. What's on your bucket list, Jim, that you haven't accomplished yet? What's the next island in the Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say hang gliding, but she won't let me do that. She won't let you. Well, I know you go deep sea fishing and you go d- d- scuba diving and you do all that kind of neat stuff. Yep. You well, got an adventurous as as spirit. I can, I'll keep doing that. She won't let you go hang gliding, huh? Well, go with him, Joe. Do that oh, tandem no. thing. No Two feet on solid ground. That's <laughs> what I need. <laughs> well, um, that's on his bucket list. So if you go before he does. Um, I, he may I will just look down from heaven look and from... watch him hand glide. That's right. <laughs> I think that would be great. What's on your bucket list, Joe? 
keep with my grandchildren. I want to stay in tune with them. And um, your grandchildren and do a little bit of everything already, and they live in Colorado. Colorado. Uh-huh. There are four in Colorado and one in, in um, Georgia. North Carolina. No, he's in North oh, Carolina. Oh, North Carolina now. now. And your mm-hmm. son, uh, the one in North Carolina, that's... That's Jeff, Jeff, and he's a uh, Homeland Security. Uh, that's what I started to say. You have a son that's in Homeland Security, and uh, so, and he has a daughter. He has a little girl and named then Grace. Ben is in Colorado or Colorado. Uh, I don't know how you say that, but anyway, and they have four, three boys and a girl. But those children are already uh, snow skiing. The ones oh, in, yes. in Colorado, and they hike. Their mother and 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 uh, Ben are, are very. Uh, Adventurous folk. I wonder where they get that, Jim. You don't have a clue, do you? (laughs) The one thing that I could do that Jim enjoys doing is hiking. Yeah. So we have been backpacking a Uh, lot. Many, many places. Yes, and I really enjoy that. That's fun. You put how many pounds on your back? Yeah, well, Jim carries most of it. I get 60 pounds, she gets 30. Wow. You're very, you're both physically fit. Fortunately, Uh, yeah. Yeah, fortunately. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but you are very active in uh, activeness, activity, and, and being active is uh, will give you the opportunity to have a bucket list and, to, and to, to do what you want to do. One of the things that Jim has done is completed over 50 sets in this community. He has built 50 sets for, for community right. theater. Yes. School for, and um, wow. children's theater, yes. for um, backstage, um, drama center, and for Wesley, mm-hmm. and now with Cookville High School. Who taught you to be such a good carpenter? Are you, are you self-taught? Uh, a lot of it is, but m- most of the set building skills I got from Kirby Hamilton. <laughs> good old Kirby. Yes, Kirby, um, has, he's older than me. And he's been in the theater about the same amount of time, I guess, uh, that I was in the theater. But um, you, you got to stay active, and you oh, got to stay involved. Um, you have to be around people. Mm-hmm. And Jim and I both find ourselves around young people more than old people, and I kind of think that's what helps. Oh, I think that, and Jim's nodding his head. Yes, yeah, engagement with with local. And particularly the young young people, they don't have to be high school kids. There's, sure, there's several people in theater that are not as old as me, but fun people to be around, and right. uh, that's so much more uplifting than watching the five o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I am so grateful that the two of you could come this afternoon and talk with me. Uh, your examples of of what to do when you retire. Um. And what not to do uh, by sitting around doing nothing or sitting in your son, in a, your hot tub and uh, looking out over Center Hill. That sounds pretty good to me sometimes. But after a while, that would get very boring, I'm sure. And, uh, it's good for about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> and, and, you know, Jim's got him a little, he's got him a little, uh, a little sports car. Had one that got creamed. And we're thankful that... You know, you survived that. Uh, got creamed on Interstate Forty. Now you got another one mm-hmm. that I've been in. He took me for a ride in it because I wanted to go, 
and it was wonderful. Bright red convertible. Uh-huh. Yeah, of thinks, course. And he thinks he's really something. He I is really something. I don't ever see Joanne in it. That's no, no, no. <laughs> blows my hair. Yeah, blows your hair. Okay. Thank you both. We appreciate you both, and I'm so glad that you were with me this afternoon. Have a great rest of the day and the evening, and we'll see you next time.